Chapter Twenty Five of the Purple Flame by Roy J. Snell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Chapter Twenty Five The Mirage. That night, Marian lay awake for a long time. She had a vague feeling that they were approaching a crisis. Many agencies were at work, some feared to favor the success of their enterprise and some were working directly against them scarberry with his herd was some hours ahead of them that was bad if he succeeded in retaining this lead the race was lost however less than half the distance had been covered the easiest half many a peril awaited each herd who could tell when prowling wolves large bands of indians a caribou herd an impassable river might bring either to a halt Marian could not answer all of the questions that troubled her the Indians would they be satisfied with her gift of food or would they continue to prey upon her herd? Would they go back to some large tribe and lead them to the herd that they might drive them away an easy bounty? She had dealt with the Eskimos knew about what to expect from them, but Indians she whispered to herself What are they like as if in answer to her perplexity? There came to her mind the words of a great and good man Humanity is everywhere very much the same This thought gave her comfort She could not help but feel that the Indian she had befriended would not betray her But might even come to her aid in some emergency But those of the purple flame she whispered to herself That silent watcher on the hill. What did he mean by sitting there with a rifle across his knee? Is he and his companions our friends or our enemies? Here indeed was a problem Until this day she had felt that these persons were to be distrusted and feared However, there had been something about that silent watcher that had given her a feeling of safety in spite of her prejudice It was as if he was set there as a watch to see that the Indian did us no harm she told herself and yet how could he it was in the midst of this perplexity that she fell asleep Long before dawn the girls awoke to face a new day and a new unknown peril The forest stretching out black and somber against the white foreground of snow seemed a great menacing hand Reaching out to seize their precious possession They could not know what perils awaited them in the forest With breakfast over the tent struck Sled deer harnessed and hitched to the sled and everything in readiness for the continuing of the race to Fort Jarvis The girls climbed the nearest hill hoping that they might catch some glimpse of the country beyond the forest Their hopes were in vain far as the eye could see the forest stretched before them They could only guess the miles they must travel before coming again to rolling hills and level tundra They were traveling over a region of the great Northland which had never really been explored no accurate map showed where rivers ran or forests spread out over the plains Standing there looking at the great forest Patsy quoted This the forest primeval the murmuring pines and the hemlocks stand like druids of old with beards that rest on their bosom and With two Eskimos for companions. We are to enter that forest only wild people and wilder caribou and wolves have been there before us. Oh Marion, we are explorers. We really truly are. Isn't it grand? 
Marian did not answer. There was a puzzled look on her face as she stared away toward the north. Out of the very clouds, faint images appeared to be marching. Yes, yes, now they became clearer. Reindeer, a whole herd of them. What could it mean? Was this a vision? Was she seeing things? Or was it possible that much higher hills lay over there and that the reindeer were crossing them? Look, she said to her cousin, pointing away to the clouds. Together, with bated breaths, they watched the panorama that moved before them. Now they saw the herders and their dogs, saw them run this way and that, saw the herd change its course, saw the herders again take up the steady march. Why, exclaimed Patsy, seems as if you could hear the crack-crack of reindeer hoofs and the bark of the dogs. They must be miles away. It's the Scarberry herd, said Marion. Look, whispered Patsy, the deer are stopping. It was true. Having come to an abrupt halt, as if facing an insurmountable barrier, the leaders compelled those that followed to pack in a solid mass behind them, or to spread out to right or left. In an incredibly short time, they stood out in a straight line facing east. It, it must be a river, a river that is still open, that cannot be crossed, said Marion, in tones of tense excitement. And that means, exclaimed Patsy, that our rival has been stopped. Nature has brought them to a halt. We may win yet. Let's hurry. We may find a crossing place in the forest. But look. Look over there to the left, cried Patsy. What? Where? Why, they're gone, exclaimed Patsy. There were three men, Indians they looked like. They seemed to be watching the Scarberry herd from a hilltop some distance away. But look, cried Marion, it's gone. To their great astonishment, the herd had vanished. As it had appeared to march out of the cloud, so it seemed now to have receded again into them. Were we dreaming? Patsy asked in an awed whisper. No, said Marian thoughtfully. It was a mirage, a mirage of the great white wilderness. We have them here just as they do in the desert. By the aid of this mirage, nature has shown us a great secret, that we still have a splendid chance to win the race. Let's get down to camp and be away. But the three Indians? questioned Patsy. What were they about to do? Who knows? said Marian. We have little to do with the Scarberry herd. Our task is that of getting to Fort Jarvis. Two hours were consumed in reaching the edge of the forest. After that, for hours they passed through the wonder world of a northern forest in winter. Deep and still, the snow lay like a great white blanket. Black as ebonite against this whiteness stood the fir and spruce trees. There was something strangely solemn about the place. The crack of reindeer hoofs, the bark of dogs all seemed strangely out of place here it was as though they stood on holy ground it's like a church patsy said in an awed voice god's great cathedral answered marian fortunately the trees were not too close together there was room for the deer to pass between them so as before the herd moved forwardly in a fairly compact mass going to be easy was patsy's comment after three hours had passed i don't know marian shook her head in doubt i hope so but you know an alaskan who is used to barren hills and tundra dreads the forest i belong to the tundra so i dread it too 
in spite of her fears just at nightfall marian found herself passing from beneath the last spruce tree and gazing away at rolling hills beyond she was just offering up a little prayer of thanksgiving when some movement of the forward herd leaders attracted her attention they're stopping she said i wonder why instantly the vision of the morning flashed through her mind the river she exclaimed in alarm if if we can't cross it we'll have to camp at the edge of the forest and that is bad very bad animals that are cowards and slink away by day become daring beasts of prey at night a hurried race forward confirmed her worst suspicions there at her feet was a river flanked on one side by willows and on the other by a steep bank it was not a broad stream she could throw a stone across it but it did flow swiftly its powerful current had thus far defied the winter's fiercest blast it was full to the brim with milky water and crowding cakes of ice no creature could brave that torrent and live blocked she cried and just when i was hoping for so much sinking down upon the snow she gave herself over for a moment of hopeless despair the next moment she was on her feet with arms outstretched toward the stars as if in an appeal for aid she spoke through tight clenched teeth we must we will we will win as if in mockery of her high resolves at that moment there came to her ears the long-drawn howl of a timber wolf the call of the wolf was answered by another and yet another at the moment they seemed some distance away but marian trembled at the sound a wolf travels fast she told herself as she turned to hurry back to patsy and her faithful eskimo listen she exclaimed as she came near to her companions sounds like ten or twelve of them howling at once terragluna do wolves travel in packs maybe not the eskimo shrugged his shoulders but often they are many then they call to one another they come all to one place then there's trouble there will be trouble tonight and we have no rifle we he broke off abruptly to lean forward in a listening attitude that is strange he murmured they have found some prey back there where they are perhaps a caribou as they stood at strained attention it became evident to all that the creature being pursued was coming down the wind toward them the yap yap of the wolves now in full pursuit grew momentarily louder at the beginning they had seemed two miles away now they seemed but one mile a half mile the girls fairly held their breaths as they watched and waited and now it seemed that the wolves must be all but upon them then with a sudden cry marian saw the great spreading antlers of old omnapuk the king of reindeer and caribou rise above the ridge he's not alone there are others patsy breathed reindeer marian murmured in astonishment it was true one by one at first then by fives and tens a drove of deer fifty or sixty in number appeared on the crest of the hill and came plunging down toward marian's herd the old monarch had never before joined their herd but this time without a second's hesitation he plunged straight on until he came to the edge of the herd then with a peculiar whistled challenge he wheeled about and with antlers lowered for battle poured defiance at the onrushing band of wolves then a strange and interesting drama began to be enacted 
there was a shifting and turning of deer front ranks were quickly formed when the wolves with lolling tongues and dripping jaws reached the spot they found themselves facing a solid row of bayonet-like antlers quick as they were to understand the situation and to rush away in a circle to execute a rear attack the deer under the monarch's leadership were quicker other lines were formed until a complete circle of antlers confronted the beasts of prey the weaker and younger deer were in the centre then it was that the girls discovered for the first time that they too were in the centre that they were surrounded by the restless snorting pawing herd of deer in their interest at watching the progress of events they had not been aware of the fact that the deer in swinging about had encircled them that they were in peril they knew all too well they read this in the look of concern on Terragluna's face Circle hold all right. He said soberly not hold bad Dear afraid go mad Want to trample down all want to get away fast maybe knock down my master's daughter her friend Terragluna at attack knock down all maybe trampled maybe die maybe wolf kick there was apparently nothing to do but wait to the wolf pack new numbers appeared to be added from time to time the sound of their yap yapping came incessantly the circle swayed now to this side and now to that as some frightened deer appeared ready to break away it was with the utmost difficulty that the girls prevented themselves from being knocked down and trampled under the sharp hoofs of the surging deer what will it be like if the circle breaks and they really stampede groaned patsy for the first time in her arctic experience she was truly frightened i don't know answered marian we can only trust i wish we were out of this i wish a sharp exclamation escaped marian's lips over to the left a deer had gone down the wolves appeared to have cut the tendons to his forelegs there was a terrible confusion it seemed that the day was lost that the stampede was at hand keep close to me marian whispered bravely some way we will pull through patsy gripped her arm for the final struggle then to her astonishment she heard the sound of a shot then another and yet another someone to our rescue cried marian who can it be end of chapter twenty five